hate, 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 hate. I hate it. <laughs> House just passed a resolution on hate. Really? What do you hate? Apparently, it's okay to hate a Jew. It's okay to hate a Christian. It's okay to hate a white man. It's okay to hate a straight man. It's okay to hate a pro-life man. But you hate a liberal or hate a gay or hate a Muslim or hate a witch or a siren or hate a lesbian or hate an abortionist. And God knows you better not hate a damn puppy. And you better hug a tree. Well then, that gives reason to pause for cause to stand up and push back. So what did they pass a resolution on? Hate. Hate. Because in these days, it's the man that is righteous you need to hate. It's the woman that wants to save her baby you need to hate. It's the couple that wants a, just a normal traditional marriage you need to hate. But hate me. A gay man, a lesbian woman, an abortionist, a tree hugger, a snail prevailer, a whale chaser. Oh, that's a different story. So they passed this resolution. <laughs> it's not funny, folks. I'm laughing to keep from crying. What do we hate? What do you hate? The Bible talks about the seven things that God hates. You know, sometimes it's more important to tell an individual what you hate than what you like. And it'll say a lot more about you in these modern times, what you oppose than what you are for. Because everything on the left side is what they are against. And everything that they are against is everything that God is for. Everything that keeps life moving and going forward. Oil, coal, gas. But you got to hate that. And everything that puts a stranglehold on life, on growth on prosperity, success, you must hate. And definitely hate that another man's got more than you. Definitely hate that somebody is better looking than you. Definitely hate that someone is happier than you. Oh, and God forbid they should be lighter skin and go whiter than you. Well, because you see, skin color is a privilege. Believing in Jesus is a privilege. Being born in a nation free and prosperous. Well, that's a privilege and an entitlement. And it's just not fair that others didn't choose the right thing. Or it's not fair that others don't recognize the beauty in their darker skin. It's not fair that others believe that Jesus' law is better than the one written by man law. It's not fair. We have to level the playing field by leveling you. And that's exactly what they do.
they want to level you. It's not fair. And yet no one is talking about the hatred towards Christians. You know, I've said it often. I'll say it again. They came for the black male, like myself. I'm African-American. And nobody defended me. Then they came for the Christian. I am a devout follower of Jesus Christ. Not a church man. A devout follower of Jesus Christ. But no one defended me. Not even the church people. Then they came for the conservative. And nobody defended the conservative. Then they came for the white male. And nobody was left to defend the white male. Why? Well, because a lot of our white males didn't defend the black man and didn't stand up for their Christian faith, didn't stand up for conservative, didn't stand up for straight marriage. And now they've turned their scope on you. I tell many of my white friends to believe in white power. Why not? In the 70s, they told us to believe in black power. Don't you have the right to believe in white power? You should. Don't you have the power to believe in Christian power? You should. Don't you have the power to believe in conservative power? The right to believe in that? You should. Don't you have the right to believe in Christian power? You should. It's a wonderful thing, the things accomplished by white men. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing, the things accomplished by conservatives, the things accomplished by capitalists, the things accomplished by Christians. Don't be ashamed. Don't be pushed in a corner. And let these feminist sirens, these godless idiots tell you you need to repent for being right about your life, being right about liberty, being right about freedom. Listen, he without sin cast the first stone. And can any of us cast really any stone? Are we not all riddled with sin and guilt? Failure, impotence, incompetence. Do we not all struggle to maintain some level of civility and God, godliness? Is it not a daily responsibility, the maintaining of any semblance of cleanliness and morality and altruism, empathy, charity and compassion? Of course. But that's the point. What are we if we're not pursuing that? If we're not better than we were yesterday? If we're not promoting, even against the angst of our own failure, promoting success culturally, spiritually, politically. If we're not espousing to take higher ground, then we're glorifying lower ground. We're magnifying it. That is not what makes any of us divine in the nature of God. We should push back at the gods of secularism, Google and Facebook and Twitter and Yahoo, all of these techno gods, all of these people in the techno sense who are here to do one thing. Erase God from the culture. 
Take the Ten Commandments out of the school. Promote transhumanism and artificial intelligence. So, folks, I'm not really complaining about it. Not really. I've seen the writing on the wall. And the writing on the wall was first in the scripture and in the Torah, already forewarning in the future what would happen. My question is, were we not prepared for these times? Were we not ready to see the collapse of the society? It's time to hunker down. But it's also not a time for laying back. There will be a remnant saved from this. There will be a portion that God will reserve unto himself. But if you are a disciple, a student, a lover of truth and of righteousness, then go down on your feet and not on your knees. Stand and fight and take the bullets and the darts and the arrows, the persecution, the accusation, be they false, take it. Carry your cross. Whatever you do, don't give up and don't give in. You're not just the resistance. You are the representation of something more than what is purported in darkness. You are a jurist of the truth of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you must declare it everywhere, everywhere, in the streets, in the grocery stores, at the gas stations, in the malls, at the parks, on the beach, in the gyms, where you live, where you work, more importantly, in your home and in your neighborhood. When people meet you, don't let them forget that they met you. Leave them with something that resonates and echoes in their spirit, in their mind. Leave them with something that shakes their foundation or spurs them on to shake other foundations. Leave them with something that challenges them. And it might make them angry. And more than likely, no might in it. It will make them angry. You might occasionally find someone that embraces a word from you. But you should accept that they won't. And you should expect that they won't. Be willing to make an impact with a righteous act. You've got to do it. Word of mouth. We are powerful when we are individually doing what we are called to do collectively, respectively. You need to hate the darkness. And no one hates the darkness more than those that love the light. No one hates lies more than those that love the truth. No one hates injustice more than those that love justice. Go.
get to work. Time's up. Hate, 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 hate. I hate it. <laughs> House just passed a resolution on hate. Really? What do you hate? Apparently, it's okay to hate a Jew. It's okay to hate a Christian. It's okay to hate a white man. It's okay to hate a straight man. It's okay to hate a pro-life man. But you hate a liberal or hate a gay or hate a Muslim or hate a witch or a siren or hate a lesbian or hate an abortionist. And God knows you better not hate a damn puppy. And you better hug a tree. Well then, that gives reason to pause for cause to stand up and push back. So what did they pass a resolution on? Hate. Hate. Because in these days, it's the man that is righteous you need to hate. It's the woman that wants to save her baby you need to hate. It's the couple that wants a, just a normal traditional marriage you need to hate. But hate me. A gay man, a lesbian woman, an abortionist, a tree hugger, a snail prevailer, a whale chaser. Oh, that's a different story. So they passed this resolution. <laughs> it's not funny, folks. I'm laughing to keep from crying. What do we hate? What do you hate? The Bible talks about the seven things that God hates. You know, sometimes it's more important to tell an individual what you hate than what you like. And it'll say a lot more about you in these modern times, what you oppose than what you are for. Because everything on the left side is what they are against. And everything that they are against is everything that God is for. Everything that keeps life moving and going forward. Oil, coal, gas. But you got to hate that. And everything that puts a stranglehold on life, on growth on prosperity, success, you must hate. And definitely hate that another man's got more than you. Definitely hate that somebody is better looking than you. Definitely hate that someone is happier than you. Oh, and God forbid they should be lighter skin and go whiter than you. Well, because you see, skin color is a privilege. Believing in Jesus is a privilege. Being born in a nation free and prosperous. Well, that's a privilege and an entitlement. And it's just not fair that others didn't choose the right thing. Or it's not fair that others don't recognize the beauty in their darker skin. It's not fair that others believe that Jesus' law is better than the one written by man law. It's not 
fair. We have to level the playing field by leveling you. And that's exactly what they do. They want to level you. It's not fair. And yet no one is talking about the hatred towards Christians. You know, I've said it often. I'll say it again. They came for the black male, like myself. I'm African-American. And nobody defended me. Then they came for the Christian. I am a devout follower of Jesus Christ. Not a church man. A devout follower of Jesus Christ. But no one defended me. Not even the church people. Then they came for the conservative. And nobody defended the conservative. Then they came for the white male. And nobody was left to defend the white male. Why? Well, because a lot of our white males didn't defend the black man and didn't stand up for their Christian faith, didn't stand up for conservative, didn't stand up for straight marriage. And now they've turned their scope on you. I tell many of my white friends to believe in white power. Why not? In the 70s, they told us to believe in black power. Don't you have the right to believe in white power? You should. Don't you have the power to believe in Christian power? You should. Don't you have the power to believe in conservative power? The right to believe in that? You should. Don't you have the right to believe in Christian power? You should. It's a wonderful thing, the things accomplished by white men. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing, the things accomplished by conservatives, the things accomplished by capitalists, the things accomplished by Christians. Don't be ashamed. Don't be pushed in a corner. And let these feminist sirens, these godless idiots tell you you need to repent for being right about your life, being right about liberty, being right about freedom. Listen, he without sin cast the first stone. And can any of us cast really any stone? Are we not all riddled with sin and guilt? Failure, impotence, incompetence. Do we not all struggle to maintain some level of civility and God, godliness? Is it not a daily responsibility, the maintaining of any semblance of cleanliness and morality and altruism, empathy, charity and compassion? Of course. But that's the point. What are we if we're not pursuing that? If we're not better than we were yesterday? If we're not promoting, even against the angst of our own failure, promoting success culturally, spiritually, politically. If we're not espousing to take higher ground, then we're glorifying lower ground. We're magnifying it. That is not what makes any of us divine in the nature of God. We should push back at the gods of secularism, Google and Facebook and Twitter and Yahoo, all of these 
techno gods. All of these people in the techno sense who are here to do one thing, erase God from the culture. Take the Ten Commandments out of the school. Promote transhumanism and artificial intelligence. Now, folks, I'm not really complaining about it. Not really. I've seen the writing on the wall. And the writing on the wall was first in the scripture and in the Torah, already forewarning in the future what would happen. My question is, were we not prepared for these times? Were we not ready to see the collapse of this society? It's time to hunker down. But it's also not a time for laying back. There will be a remnant saved from this. There will be a portion that God will reserve unto himself. But if you are a disciple, a student, a lover of truth and of righteousness, then go down on your feet and not on your knees. Stand and fight and take the bullets and the darts and the arrows, the persecution, the accusation, be they false, take it. Carry your cross. Whatever you do, don't give up and don't give in. You're not just the resistance. You are the representation of something more than what is purported in darkness. You are a jurist of the truth of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you must declare it everywhere, everywhere, in the streets, in the grocery stores, at the gas stations, in the malls, at the parks, on the beach, in the gyms, where you live, where you work, more importantly, in your home and in your neighborhood. When people meet you, don't let them forget that they met you. Leave them with something that resonates and echoes in their spirit, in their mind. Leave them with something that shakes their foundation or spurs them on to shake other foundations. Leave them with something that challenges them. And it might make them angry. And more than likely, no might in it. It will make them angry. You might occasionally find someone that embraces a word from you. But you should accept that they won't. And you should expect that they won't. Be willing to make an impact with a righteous act. You've got to do it. Word of mouth. We are powerful when we are individually doing what we are called to do collectively, respectively. You need to hate the darkness. And no one hates the darkness more than those that love the light. No one hates lies more than those that love the truth. 
No one hates injustice more than those that love justice. Go. Get to work. Time's up. <laughs>